everybody. This is Byron and Glenn, and you're listening to the Don't Take It Personal podcast, the show that talks about real issues with everyday people for people who did not have these conversations growing up. Today, we're talking about marriages with Michelle Glenn, who I've been blessed to call my wife for over the last 10 years. We'll discuss what it has been like being married to each other and what we believe to be the best relationship advice for any relationship. Thank you, Michelle, for joining us. Thank you for having me. So we've known each other for over 20 years. Can you believe it? No, I can't. And so the number one question we always get is, how did you meet? Yes. Uh-huh. People are shocked to know that we've known each other practically our entire lives. Uh, we met at church in the third grade. We didn't really become friends until I would say about fifth grade. And then freshman year of high school, we started going to the same school and have always maintained a friendship. And we didn't start dating until our mid-20s. And then from there on, the rest was history. I was in college when we actually started dating. And I even remember our first date. Instead of going to places that I can afford, I decided to go ahead use my credit card and take you to this expensive steakhouse. And I don't even eat steak. (laughs) But I feel that set the bar for our relationship moving forward. Yes, I I think it did. And it was a very great restaurant. And we have never been back since. (laughs) I'm an over-the-top kind of guy. So it kind of goes into how I proposed. Yes. You want to share the story or me? (laughs) I can share. We were living in different states and you came um, home on a break and took me out to dinner, um, went to a restaurant downtown and along downtown there was a river walk. And after dinner, we started walking along the river. And for those of you who don't know, Byron sings, not as much anymore, but he, he does sing. And he made a medley of songs to sing to me to propose. (laughs) And the best part is as he's singing, he freezes, takes out his phone, Googles the lyrics so that he can finish singing the song he was singing uh, before getting down on one knee. And I actually ended with on bending knee by boys to men. <laughs> I was so nervous. You were, I knew what yes. you were going to say, <laughs> but I was still nervous. I, I think it actually took me a while to even get into the routine. I was hiding behind a statue, I think, at one point. <laughs> and you were probably like, do I want to say yes or do I want to say no at that point? But, but you did say yes. Thankfully, for for both of us. (laughs) And that was, what, 2010. And so we kind of put a rush on our engagement. (laughs) Again, I was in college. We got married during uh, my Christmas break. Yes. Actually, and I would say we got married on January 1st. So I'll never forget it. He says that. But really, I wanted to honor my grandfather, um, whose birthday was January 1st. Two birds, one stone. And I always joke that we got married on January 1st. 
no, a few days after Christmas. Your birthday's in January <laughs> and Valentine's Day is in February. And so I, I tell people the first half of the year, I'm broke. Yes. <laughs> Didn't think that one through. <laughs> Not at all. When I think about the last 10 years, we've, we've had some ups and downs, like every relationship. What do you think has been the most challenging time in our relationship? Oh, aside from losing our son, um, I think one of the more challenging times was me moving across the country and learning who each other was within a romantic relationship. Yes, we have known each other since we were children, but once you enter into the realm of a romantic relationship, it changes. And there were still a lot of things that I didn't know about you. There were a lot of things that you didn't know about me. Uh, We brought in our own baggage, our own childhood traumas, and learning to understand each other where we were, as opposed to trying to make the person who we wanted them to be, was very challenging our first couple of years, I would say. We learned to communicate greatly through that, doing different couples books together, learning more about each other, more about our wants and our desires, our hopes and our dreams, I think really helped us through those times. I mean, I remember the first book we did together was Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, uh, which I definitely recommend to even seasoned couples. When someone can word a question a certain way, you get a different answer. Think about all the conflict that we've had over the years. And like you said, we were two individual people who had two different lives, who had their own baggage. And we brought how we dealt with all the baggage in the past. We brought that to the table. You know, you mentioned communication. And learning each other's communication styles was a big step. I mean, even with dealing with conflict, one of the things, you know, I can admit now without was never taught what it looked like to be a good husband, to be a good man. You know, I've said over the last decade or so that we're not taught how to be good husbands or how to be good wives. So let me ask you, do you think what it means to be a good spouse has changed over the time we've been together? I I don't know if I would say that it has changed, but I would definitely say that it has evolved. And what I mean by that is I... W- We both came into our relationship with the idea of what we thought was a good spouse. I came into our relationship with what I thought a good wife looked like. After being married and that honeymoon phase, wearing off, living together, because we did not live together before we got married, learning each other's daily habits, it quickly became apparent that my idea of what a good wife is or was, was not what you needed in a wife. Um, So I think that it evolved into more of what you needed as a wife versus what I thought or assumed that you needed in a wife. That's good. And I know I can say I was in the same boat. I mean, I think our first day is a great example. I thought you wanted this person who was going to give you the world spend all this money. And so everything I did was catered towards that. Over time, I realized that's not what you wanted. That's not who you are as a person. 
Cracker Barrel dinners. That was more who you were. And I was, for some reason, catering to someone else. I, I feel that we do a really good job of being who the other person needs us to be. And, and it can change from week to week even. But I believe that's what helps us stay balanced, that we can ebb and flow with what we need at the time. So let's talk about some fun stuff. What's your favorite thing about us? Oh, I think one of my most favorite things about us is we can have fun anywhere we go. We can laugh anywhere we go. Um, even in the midst of some of our darkest times, we were still able to find joy. I mean, I think for me, one of my, uh, my favorite things about us is our ability to continue to grow together. That's rare. Where so many people are growing separate life and careers, you know, take you to different directions. I think we really focused in on growing with one another and growing individually. What's been the best part of being married to me? Now, the whole world wants to know this one. <laughs> um, the best part about being married to you, you building my confidence in who I am as an individual and who I am as a wife and who I am as a mother. I was never that confident in myself and my abilities, even at the beginning of our marriage. But you are the ultimate hype man. That is true. But I told you this plenty of times. I saw something in you that you didn't see in yourself. What is the best part of being married to me? I would have to say the best part of being married to you is I know I can always count on you. We have been broke together. <laughs> I mean, you believed in me when it was just me who believed in me. And, you know, I, we were eating Raymond noodles sometimes and you still believed in me. You still believed in the crazy visions that I still have to this day. Yeah, that's something that's beautiful that I know a lot of people can say. Being my favorite travel partner, what's your dream vacation you still like to take with me? Greece. Oh my gosh. We were supposed to go to Greece for our 10 year wedding anniversary and borders were closed due to the pandemic and everything was changed. Like everything stopped and I would still love to fulfill that dream vacation again. Definitely Greece is number one. What piece of advice would you give to your just married self? Oh, listen more than you talk. Communication is key. And the best way to communicate is listen to understand instead of listening to respond. Mm, that's good. I know for me, it would be respect her. Respect her opinion. Respect her feelings. Uh, respect her voice. Another question. How important is physical connection in marriage? I think physical connection is just as important as communication. And physical connection isn't always just about sex. It's about holding hands or a hug or a cuddle. Um, it's letting the other person know that you're there. I think that physical connection is important for both husband and wife. And it can look differently. So I definitely agree that it can look different depending on the relationship. I know for me, one of the 
best moments physically has been where I'm driving and you just reach over and touch me. I don't know, something about that just makes me feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way to show appreciation to your spouse? I will say do the love languages. Discover what each other's love languages are. And from there, you can find out how your spouse wants to be appreciated because the way we show appreciation to someone may not be the way that they want to be appreciated. Um, I love to cook. So I, when we first got married, was under the impression that men love to eat. You know, the old saying goes, that one of the ways to a man's heart is through his stomach. So our very first Valentine's Day together, you were working or at school maybe because it was that first, that last year of your undergrad. And I was in the kitchen all day cooking. I made homemade ravioli from scratch, the pasta noodles from scratch, all of it. Every last bit of what I made for dinner was scratch because I knew that you liked ravioli. And what was it that you said? I don't remember. It was it was the best it, thing ever. No, <laughs> that was the furthest thing from what you said. I mean, it was pretty much like, uh, it's all right. And I was crushed. And I vowed, I said, I will never make homemade ravioli ever again. And she has. And I have not. But I will say this. Cooking is not the way to my to my heart. <laughs> I did not grow up uh, in a household where we cooked. We ate out every meal. So I have since learned through the five love languages that you are more words of affirmation and quality time, things like that. So it's not cooking all day in the kitchen. Which I think is less stressful. You just have to hype me up and we're great. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else I I realized over the last 10 years? Just because it worked in one relationship doesn't mean it will work in your marriage. You don't know what you don't know. And you don't know if you don't ask. That's true. And just because it worked at the beginning of our relationship doesn't mean it's going to work now as we change and evolve and become better people, sometimes our love languages start to change and evolve and look a little different because what was important to me in my mid-20s may not necessarily be important to me now that I'm in my mid-30s. Struggle saying it, huh? Yes, because I'm about to turn into the late 30s. (laughs) You know, but that's that's so important. We do go through seasons. One season where one way... The next season, we're another way. What boundaries should couples set for their marriage? Hmm. So I think boundaries look different for every couple. I believe that it's a conversation that should be had before marriage, a conversation that should be had right after marriage, and an ever-evolving conversation throughout the entirety of your marriage. Some of the boundaries that we have set For our marriage, we don't talk to someone of the opposite sex in the sense that we're not texting another person late at night. We don't provide rides to someone of the opposite sex without 
somebody else in the vehicle with us. And it's not that we don't trust each other. And it's also not that we don't trust the person that you may be with. It's the appearance of things and appearances can matter in instances. I read a book a long time ago before we were married about hedges, but just protecting yourself. I never want to make another woman feel uncomfortable. It's, it's protecting each other, it's protecting ourselves as individuals, and it's uh, protecting the sanctity of our marriage. Again, going back to respect. I respect my marriage so much. That's why I have the boundaries. And we both have the freedom to come to the person and say, hey, I did not like that. Yes. But we can get upset, but we have to have an understanding on why each other, why the other person feels that way. And we hear them out. We haven't had an issue yet where you felt uncomfortable or I felt uncomfortable and it was a big issue. Our last question. What's your number one piece of advice for a successful marriage? I'm going to have to go back to communication again. And I know that it's something that I said multiple times throughout this segment. Communication is so important. Learning each other's communication styles are so important. When you have a problem, communicate. When you're happy, communicate. When you have a need, communicate. Ladies, gentlemen, all do not assume that your spouse or your significant other knows what you want because you will be disappointed when they don't. So if there is something that you need or something that you want from your spouse, tell them. Don't play the mind game. Don't, well, you should know. None of us are mind readers. We all need a little help sometimes. And it's okay to tell the person that you love what it is that you want or need from them. That's good. Because I'm one of those guys, you have to just tell me straight out what it is. <laughs> I think for me, my one piece of advice for a successful marriage would, again, I would go back to respect. You have to respect the other person. You have to respect yourself as well. Michelle, I enjoyed this conversation so much. Is there anything else you would like to say to me in front of everyone else? <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Byron Glenn. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.